0: Takes the morning train.
1: Cam Newton is a big ol' bitch. <laughs>
0: Made a concussion. His opponent. Fighting out of the blue corner. This man is a card carrying member of Bill's Mafia. About to hit his 30s. And a newborn baby daddy. Petey Stitz.
1: What's up, buddy?
0: Dude, I just I had to do a little intro like that because I I watched. I absolutely loved it. I watched UFC one weekend where somebody didn't come over for the card unfortunately somebody yeah. can't get sleep with a newborn it's, I'm exhausted but dude phenomenal card man GSP came back out of retirement moved up a weight class and looked absolutely dominant against Bisbing. I, I
1: did watch it on a uh, Twitter periscope through some Czechoslovakian feed couldn't understand a the word they were saying but you know it didn't stop me from seeing Two hey, people at a time, beating when, the crap out of each other. When two
0: men are hitting each other and trying to choke each other out, sometimes you don't You don't, you don't need really commentary. need commentary. Yeah. I and mean, you
1: kind of know, I mean, I don't need someone to tell me that a guy just threw a right hook when I just saw him throw the right hook. Yeah. I love it know, in slow-mo, it's... too,
0: when they show the right hook coming in, hits the dude in the jaw, and his entire face, almost like claymation, just shifts to the opposite side. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. It's outstanding. So, uh, since we're on the topic of fighting, why don't we talk a little uh, UFC and the NFL? Where do you want to start? Let's talk Jalen Ramsey uh, getting uh, a near picture-perfect, a rear naked choke. Compliments of uh, the mild-mannered AJ Green. What
1: did he say to him? That's that what just, I. That's that just what I'm Made wondering. him erupt because
0: like historically AJ Green is one of the most. I mean, you know, wide receivers are typically loud, boisterous, outlandish. I mean, you got your Beckham's, you got your Antonio Browns. AJ Green, much like Julio Jones, is one of the more mild-mannered guys. Just comes in, does his job, doesn't ask questions, doesn't really talk trash from what we've heard, and he absolutely lost his mind, apparently. He went full like, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna choke a bitch on him. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, it was picture perfect, it was great form.
1: I thought they were gonna it, drop an octagon right around him. Yeah, uh,
0: I was waiting for Michael Buffer to come out, like carrying the <laughs> bell and Joe Rogan interviewing him on the sideline. My my God, man. Like Ramsey claims like, you know, I just talk trash and I, you know, he's soft and I was saying he was soft all game and I, I don't, you know, I don't get personal with it. Do you I mean, think he spelled it out for him too? S A W F T soft? No, I'm I'm thinking he went personal, man, cuz how else he must have talked about his family. His well, he wife, says he did not according to the article. He, he says, says well, he said he did. I mean, if you're Ramsey, does it serve you any you know, any goodwill to come well, so out in the public and say, oh, yeah, should... I, I talked trash about his wife. I called her a
1: whore. So they should just ask AJ Green, like, hey, what did he say to you that, that got under your skin? Because not like he really came out and told the public what yeah, Rams said to him. I don't so... think it'll do
0: AJ Green any good either, though, to come out with that. Because yeah. then it's like, oh, okay, well, because basically you open up the door for DBs in the league. Like, okay, this is how I can get under his skin. This is how I, right. I can yeah, get to Yeah, that's a woman. good
1: point. That's a good point. But holy uh, crap!
0: At least, you know, getting under the skin. Now,
1: we had this fight, and then you have the other fight where you have one player getting under the skin of his opposing player, and then a third player from the instigator's same team blindsides him. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Mike Evans just. Who was it that he drilled on the Saints again? Uh. To Lattimore, yeah Lattimore, yeah Lattimore. who's been phenomenal yeah just a, one of the best dbs in the league lockdown defender for the saints yeah he's a big part of you know fixing that defense I but mean, i mean evans just i mean it
1: was like an, evans, it was like an rko
0: out of nowhere man he just came in and just leveled him yeah i get evans like you need to defend your quarterback but like Jameis winston is a punk this is all on winston like you know He's just pointing and, and tapping on the back of the He helmet? was
1: already injured. He was on the sidelines. He had no business being out on the field. He had already gone out on his injury that took him out for the game. Yeah. He was wearing the earpiece. He was, you know, his I don't understand was on his the bench. his injury,
0: too. Like, he's, how could he be
1: not injured he's... enough
0: to start the game, but then injured enough to not play the second half? Like. No, he started. No, no, that's what I'm saying. He started, oh, oh. but if he's, you know, this has been a nagging injury. How is he injured enough to start the game and then uh, maybe he just Comes out it. halfway. I think he aggravated it because he got he got
1: sacked once or twice, and I think it kind of reaggravated the the shoulder injury.
0: Yeah, I, at least
1: that's what that's what analysts were saying. Yeah, I I wasn't paying that much attention to Jameis Winston. I wish
0: people would just come out and say it like it is. Like the dude, and much like I've said about Cam Newton in the past, they lack mental toughness. They lack maturity. Oh yeah. And if there's any position in football that you want the most maturity, the most intelligence, it's out of your quarterback. Well, This is supposed
1: to be your franchise guy, your this leader. Is, this is your, your, yeah, I mean, he commands the field. He's your general. He's your, you know. Uh, He's
0: got to be the guy who's cool, calm and collective call, exactly. when the
1: world is going to absolute dog crap around them. Who do you think is the coolest, and I don't mean like, you know, hip to the groove but like cool as under, a cucumber under, under yeah, pressure, like, yeah. Cool as a cucumber, like can can he, He's the leader of the team. He yeah. stays, you know, just just focused, and and he he can rally. Like, who do you think is that number one guy at QB in the league
0: right now? I could give you a few, but absolute number one, I would probably say. Well, I'd have to tie it. It's the two elites, Rodgers and Brady. When the world's going to hell around them, really? Look at them in the huddle. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but even Brady, I mean, Brady screams and whines and throws his helmet like a little bitch on Brady, the sidelines when yeah, he doesn't get but his but Brady way. does
0: that to motivate, and it works. But watch him in a two-minute drill. Yeah. Watch him at the end of the game. Watch him back in the Super Bowl when they're coming back. Yeah, he was screaming on the sidelines to motivate the players. Yeah. But when it comes into the huddle, like, he's cool, calm, collective. The moment is never bigger than him. I mean, we've got a few guys up and coming that we see that with as well. You see, uh, you see it with Wentz. You see it with my boy, Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. You see at with Prescott, Russell I was, Wilson. I definitely agree with. Yeah, just uber maturity, which I love, which I want on my quarterback. You can have all the measurables in the world. You can have the rocket laser arm. You can run like a gazelle. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have it between the ears and the headset, or, you know, the helmet, I should say, I don't trust you. Like, Winston and Newton, otherworldly athletes, phenomenal athletes, just gifted by the grace of God with these physical abilities – but it's almost a detriment to them because they don't need to build up that maturity and that intelligence. They need to break down a ton of game film. We yeah. saw it with Michael Vick in the past where he's like, okay, I'm so much physically better and faster than everybody else that I don't need to do all the little minute things, like study all the little details. It's to a detriment to them because they can not become a better quarterback because of that. Yeah. Look oh, at Brady, seventh-round pick. You know, Sixth-round. Ar- Sixth-round, sorry. Average <laughs> arm. Right, yeah. Dak Prescott drafted into the fourth round by the Cowboys. You know, decent arm, but he's not a gunslinger by any means. Right, and I'm not to say Dak is on the same level as Brady, but when it comes to maturity, intelligence, I think he, you know, he's along those lines. He's he's at least uh, uh, on track, yeah. to be. The, um, the leader of your team, be a leader. Yeah. And Winston is not. And the fact that he's a co captain along with Mike Evans, and these are the two idiots causing all this, says a lot about Tampa Bay That's and, very true. and why they were early, you know, sexy pick to be a playoff contender or a playoff team. And they're two and six now. Yeah. They're a dumpster fire.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, I, I think they've just lost control of the team. And when your two leaders are, are the ones in control of it, like, hey, what the hell was that pregame speech by Jameis Winston? Like, making the West Side Gang sign and talking about eating a W and licking his fingers like they're crab legs? I did like, not see that one. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. Go back and watch it. It's completely absurd. Okay. I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Like, wow. these stupid pregame speeches can either go one way or another. Like, you just you get your team hyped up to just run through a brick wall or you come out like James Winston and try to play to the cameras and just let out a wet fart in church because that's basically what it was.
1: Well, so Mike Evans gets suspended for uh, one game leading into this week, yet A.J. Green
0: does not get suspended. Here's why, though. A.J. Green and Ramsey got kicked out of the game they were in, so that basically serves as a one-game suspension. Evans wasn't kicked out of the game he was in. He got to continue playing, which blew my mind. Like, where can you just truck a guy like that and not blindside him and not get – kicked out of the game. I mean, if it's college ball, that's targeting. You're immediately tossed. Right. Which I think is an absurd rule anyways. We're not going to get started on that. But So it sounds like uh, in the moment it's at the
1: referee's discretion as to yeah. whether or not. And then, therefore, the referee's decision then impacts off-the-field uh, decisions made with regard to suspensions. Yep. So if the referee decides. So really, um, I mean, do you think maybe the referee's kind of thought to themselves, hey, let's keep him in because he'll get suspended next game. I mean, do you think that they think beyond the first
0: game? They shouldn't because that's not up to them. They're there to to referee the game they're at. They're there to worry about in the moment. They're not there to worry about what's going to happen next week or what's going to come down from the commissioner's office. Focus on what's in front of you. So
1: then why do you think that they did not eject
0: Mike Evans from the game? I have no idea. (laughs) It still boggles my mind. What's crazy, too, is... We will review crap to death now. Why can't oh, sure. we review something like that, whether a guy should get tossed or not? Like, we'll review a catch till like, we're beating a dead horse. Like, we'll review every angle of it, every split second. Mm-hmm. But if you just watch that once, you immediately go, okay, that guy needs to be kicked out of the game. Like, we've got Dean Blandino and, um, who's the other stupid ex-head of officiating that they always bring on to commentate oh, during reviews? Oh, uh, Mike, Mike Pereira. Yes, 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 for Fox. Thank you. Yeah. But it's like, we can get these guys on and talk about, oh, you know, the command center saw this and they saw that. Like, why can't you take one second look at a replay of that hit and be like, that guy needs to be gone. It's absurd to me. And I think it's a bad part of the NFL, especially more so in uh, the case of A.J. Green. Because, you know, the NFL historically has been so bad at setting precedents. We saw it with the Greg Hardy domestic violence issue, the Ray Rice uh, knockout of his fiance in the elevator. Mm Mm-hmm. This is the first time, I mean, that, that's pretty much assault. He basically assaulted Jalen Ramsey on a football field. That has, you know, that has no part in football whatsoever. And I get it, maybe he lost control or lost a moment, but you need to come down hard on him. He needs to be suspended for at least one game, if not two. You need to set the precedent that this is not accepted on the field of play. He was fine.
1: It's not like he, you know, got away with a scot-free. I'm not sure what the fine uh, amount
0: was. But... I don't think a fine is enough, though, because, you know, players see that around the league and they're like, okay, if I just lose my cool in a game and maybe I take my helmet off and crack a guy over the skull with it, you know, everything will be fine. I mean, yeah, but,
1: it... It, but AJ Green didn't take his helmet off and crack. He, I mean, he, threw he, him into a he threw him into a chokehold. Threw him into a chokehold, and he's still pretty bad. That's not a football move I mean, by I any mean, means. Uh, uh, AJ Green was at risk of you know doing more damage to himself than than Ramsey by punching oh, him in the helmet. Could, yeah, You're wait, a wide receiver. Uh, I mean, can you imagine if he broke his hand yeah.
0: against Jalen Ramsey's helmet? That's another thing too. I get maybe it's just instinct for these guys, but like you got to think in the moment. Like I'm a dumbass if I'm yep. trying to punch a guy in the head while he's wearing a helmet. Now
1: I, I think it it looked like he was targeting in between the face masks. So yeah. it, it looked
0: like he was trying to land some flesh punches, but Yeah, at least back um, in the day with um uh the, when it was the Texans versus the Titans and Andre Johnson and Colt Finnegan got into it, another no trash yeah, They ripped the helmet off and start yeah. punching in the head. Oh yeah. At least he was smart about it.
1: Well, even hockey players, I mean, they kinda go up underneath the visor. Yeah, yeah. they 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 And know. That,
0: I was gonna reference that too as well in hockey. Remember when um, Marty McSorley took a stick and cracked that guy over the skull. Yeah. And basically, like, I think he pretty much ended his career. Yeah. NHL handed out, like, I think like a 50 or 60 game suspension. Or they about, set a precedent. Um, like, you cannot do this. I can't think of the guy's name. You cannot name. commit, basically, assault on the field of play. Right. NFL should have done the same thing with A.J. Green. Yeah.
1: I'm trying to think of the, uh, the, I can't think of the guy's name, but he basically took down his, uh, his opponent and smashed his face, like face first into the ice, and he actually broke his neck. Yeah. On the ice. I can't think of his name. That was like ten years ago. Brutal or stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's a man's game right there. Hey, two two of the most deadly uh accidents happened on Buffalo's Ice, both being uh jugglers being severed. <laughs> we had It makes sense, man. I we mean had, with Bill's we had, Mafia uh, going through uh, flaming tables, Craig, you guys can't have Craig, nice Ma- things. Craig Malarchuk, in like nineteen eighty nine, I think it was, he got his uh uh he got his throat slit yeah, when uh, the, the guy crashed the net. And then uh, more recently, only like 9 or 10 years ago, uh, the guy from the Panthers, uh, Zuboff, I think it was. It was I can't remember his name now. But yeah. um, And actually it was his teammate went down, skate came up and just caught him right in the neck. And he had to skate 125 feet. The dude just, he grabbed his own neck and just made a beeline for the bench. They didn't come oh, get him. He, he went to the bench and there was a 125 foot stream of blood
0: on the ice. That's insane. I've seen it all. Since we're already talking about injuries, uh, let's talk. Um, I know we missed last week, so we're you know we got a couple weeks to cover here. A little quick. behind, yeah. Let's uh, let's talk Bears and uh, their tight end Zach Miller against the Saints a couple weeks ago Oof. when he came down with that that awesome touchdown grab. Which of course, like I said before, they had to review everything to death, ruled it not a catch. Came down awkwardly on his leg and just tore up his knee and you that know, reminded me of like the Joe Theismann.
1: Yeah, it was bad the way that thing twisted. That was brutal, and I mean, mean, the reports were he
0: had to have emergency surgery, and they had to save his leg from being amputated. Yeah, not a career threatening injury, a a leg threatening injury. Yeah,
1: Um, like I don't know what it is this year with knees, but he he had severe
0: uh, arterial damage. Yeah, it was uh, much like the Bridgewater injury, and they
1: didn't. Oh, that was the first thing that they were comparing to, and actually, they um, they weren't even close to being positive that they had saved his leg until Tuesday. So I mean, you're talking yeah. almost 48 hours of hey, this guy could potentially lose his leg from
0: the knee down. It's scary stuff, man. I mean, I watched it live, and then I saw the replay, and I've got a pretty uh, solid stomach, and I damn near Yeah, I, I saw it live, and that was enough for me. You, you just cringe, it just gets burned in your memory. Yeah, and then uh, another one going down knee injury. I mean, Deshaun Watson, possible rookie of the year, possible even MVP candidate, on a non-contact play. That's in what kills practice. me. The guy there was must have just been phenomenal.
1: like a, there must have just been like a divot in the field or yeah. something that you know
0: he just he just put his weight down just right and and that's all it took. I need to look up the stats on it sometime because with you know how all NFL's gone to like the new field turf and everything I maybe it's just me it feels like we're seeing like an influx of these non-contact like ACL tears or maybe maybe it's just like it seems in recent memory there's more but I don't know, man. I mean, we. Well, s- I know on on. Julian Edelman went down. A Edelman bit. went down. Deshaun Watson. Uh, Watson. Wes Delvin, Welker went down a few years ago. Wes, Wes Welker. Delvin Cook went down this year. And just from cutting on the turf, like not even yeah. getting hit. Yeah. Like it, it's terrifying stuff. I don't know. And it just sucks too, man. Because Watson galvanized the Texans, like. They finally looked like a dangerous team, like they were a, a dark horse playoff candidate, and now they just look then, like absolute oh, dumpster yeah, fire. yeah. Flash
1: forward to, to Sunday. I mean, he he had the injury last Thursday, um, and then flash forward to to Sunday, they just they looked awful. Yeah. I mean, Will Fuller is no longer relevant. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Which cause, is unfortunate because he was having a blow up season. I mean, he, yeah, he comes he back from a broken collarbone. Yeah. Comes back from a broken collarbone. He's averaging, like, a touchdown and a half per game because he had, like, he went, like, two touchdowns, one touchdown, two touchdowns, one touchdown. I mean, it was, like, but still, um, I mean, he was, Watson was just finding him in the in the right spots. Yeah. It was, it was a perfect connection.
0: Oh, excuse me there. Um, yeah, he had 1,700 yards, 19 touchdowns, eight picks. In, in seven games. Yeah. It was just absurd. But,
1: uh. Well, that's that's the nature of the beast, unfortunately. You, yeah. You and I both suffered personally. We, you know, we lost him on our on our own squads, but uh, <laughs> I don't know who you replaced him with. But I got some things in the works right oh, now. Oh
0: God! Uh, but anyway, oh, this poor guy's sitting home with his leg laid up, and people are probably tweeting oh, at him about. You know oh what? man, we lost you on our fantasy team. It's like what? I, 25, 30 points a game. You know what? He's he, like, he'll, screw he'll be... you, man. I need to go through the most grueling rehab for the next eight to ten months oh, okay
1: and when he cashes his multi-million dollar checks i'll feel even worse for him all right <laughs> it dude. sucks don't get me wrong i mean i i feel
0: for the guy i do you know what really sucks for it, it sucks for the league because now the texans are unwatchable that yeah. game against seattle was game of the game year of the, oh easily so much fun to watch just watson the and worst, wilson going back and forth chucking the worst all over the yard about that game was that somebody had to lose that yeah. was the worst part about that game. Yeah, and Watson unfortunately had a couple picks, and I just feel like that's part of him being a rookie. You know, he'll develop over time. But
1: the fact that I mean, he had two, he had two picks in the game, I think, and yet I think sp- it might have been
0: three, but the last one was just like a garbage one where you had to heave it up anyway. Oh, and you know what? I want to I
1: want to put a pin in that real yeah. quick because I want to come back to that. Okay, let's Absolutely. finish talking about injuries here, but I want to I want to yep. talk about that for a second. But I mean, even so, two, three picks, whatever it was. Um. I mean, the, the game was decided by a field goal. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the box score, well, he threw for four hundred yards. So. Yeah. On the Seattle defense
0: in Seattle, in Seattle, in that's, Seattle.
1: A, that's a statement right there. That's insane. If nothing else, for a rookie, for a guy seven sure. games in, sure. I mean, Even rookie, Richard
0: Sherman came out and said, like, this guy's a gamer. Like, this guy's going to be good. Yeah.
1: Rookie QBs uh, are now 1-7, in seven, I think, uh, playing in Seattle.
0: They, yeah.
1: After that game, it's yep. now 1-7. But, I mean, I'll be damned if it shouldn't be 2-6. Yeah, I mean, that, absolutely. That,
0: they did everything but win that game. It just sucks for the league, too, man. When, like, you know, ratings are down a bit, a lot of the play is mediocre. To lose such, like, I mean... He was becoming a superstar. Oh, absolutely! He's amazing to watch. He's fun yeah. to watch. Now, like people I said, the that Texans weren't even, are unwatchable.
1: People that weren't even fans of Houston were watching Houston just yeah. because they wanted to get a look at this kid. As and, much uh,
0: as I love the name Tom Macho Man Savage, yeah, the guy is just not an NFL quarterback, or at least not a starter. No, and I'm actually uh, disappointed
1: that you made a, a macho man. Randy Savage reference two Tom Savage. He's not
0: deserving of a Macho oh, Man reference.
1: Are you out of your mind?
0: <laughs> Imagine if he came out in pre games to Pomp and Circumstance, the Savage theme, I would just oh. Oh, I'd be so pissed. You don't deserve that, sir. He, he doesn't. He, he doesn't. Oh god. Let's talk about
1: the uh He deserves he you know you know what entrance he deserves? Like Disco Inferno. Like,
0: <laughs> Alex Wright. Like that's hey, Tom man, Savage. I, I, Disco Inferno was a guilty pleasure of mine. I love me some WCW Monday nah. Nitro from '98. <laughs> I might go home and watch some some old classics. Uh, that's amazing.
1: And, uh, but you know what? You, you made a, a good reference, and if you don't mind, I'd like yeah. to, to segue into it. And that was uh, that one of Watson's interceptions may have come off a of deflection. Can we please add a stat line in a, in a quarterback's uh, career and and seasonal stats?
0: Yes. For I agree. Interceptions yourself,
1: off of deflections.
0: Yeah. Interceptions
1: off of wide receiver
0: deflections because yeah. that is not their fault. Yeah. You know, and, and it's I'm sick of it too, because before every year at the end of every year, you have these stupid analysts, these talking heads that come out and be like, well, he had 24 touchdowns, but he threw for 13 interceptions. It's like, well, you know, four or five of those aren't his fault. Right. When How he many throws rows? it. Yeah. When he, I mean, yeah, if you throw behind the guy and he tips it up, I get that. But when you throw it right at his numbers and he tips it up in the air and some, Goofy Neanderthal linebacker who couldn't catch a beach ball if you threw it to him ends up picking it off. Like that should not be on the quarterback, and that could end up hurting their performance bonuses. And oh sure, you know maybe free agency down the line. Like it's aggravating, man. I mean, it, it looks, when we have we have QBR, we have line. all these crazy uh PPF stats, all these you know just these crazy numbers. How deep we get? How can we not have a stat for that by now? It's I, absurd um, to me. Uh,
1: two weeks ago, I because uh, we missed the podcast last week, so I, I just kind of made a mental note um, just of the games I was watching on Red Zone. But uh, wide receiver tipped balls that became interceptions. There were three of them just in the one o'clock games that I saw.
0: Uh, Case Keenum against Cleveland. Yep. Who, um, by the way, we haven't talked about Case Keenum at all. Real quick, doing a phenomenal job in relief in Minnesota. I think so. At six and two, like that's amazing. Yeah absolutely i mean well uh he's not great but he's getting the job done that's all but he's, he's but
1: is is his record five and two i think because bradford has well the team six and two Who, yeah the team six uh, Maybe yeah. bradford did finish out the one game i think right yeah one and a one. half something like that yeah okay but Which, anyway. by the way
0: since you mentioned bradford he has been uh his season's over yes i did see that unfortunately i think his career may be over that guy's had way too many knee issues
1: that's another acl multiple ACLs. It was, it was, well no, I mean the the injury oh yeah now that he, he I don't went think out it was a with, full tear
0: but he's just had so much go damage in that knee. Yeah. They put him under the scope. Uh, Dr. James Andrews, I believe, the guy out of Birmingham who does like every pro athlete surgery, every wrestler right. surgery. But yeah, they were just basically like, you gotta shut it down. Like you're not gonna be able to come back at least for the yeah. regular season. But uh Anyway, just two more examples. Uh, Bethard uh,
1: against Philly. Yep. Uh, and then Derek Carr against Buffalo. I mean, these are just three. Like, you know, because you and I had mentioned it briefly, I think, in our last podcast, so I just wanted to kind of take a mental note as I was watching the games. and, and Look at you doing homework. I love it. I, I try. That's good stuff. Yeah. Um, but, no, I, I seriously do think that that should be a separate stat line.
0: Yeah, I agree 100%. So. Um We talked about injuries. I feel like we need to mention the biggest one of all again because we saw what the Green Bay Packers look like on Monday night without Aaron Rodgers, and they're basically the Indianapolis Colts of the NFC. That roster, like there's something magic about a franchise quarterback, how they can just shine up a turd of a roster, and Luck and Rodgers do exactly that. Like, Jordy Nelson is not a number one wide receiver. I'm sorry. No. Rodgers makes him look like one, yeah. but without him, he's nothing. Yeah, That team, the defense is absolute just dog crap. They lost uh, a beluga now, uh, their tackle for yeah. the season. Like, they're just, they've got nothing going for them. Like, they need to just tank at this point, get a top five pick, and just fix that defense. And what will help them out a lot is there's so many teams in need of quarterback help that one of the you know top two, three defenders is going to fall to them in the draft if they get a top five, maybe even top ten pick.
1: And speaking of uh, just completely giving up and tanking the season, uh, did you see the Giants just completely give up?
0: Yeah, and last
1: game. Do you hear the um uh Eli Apple just not even not yeah. even going for the tag. He just stood there. Well,
0: um he, he, looked, like, he looked like ESPN. A, he
1: looked like a 4-year-old kid playing soccer and the ball just rolls right past me and he just looks at it as it goes by. Yeah, there was a correspondent for ESPN. I heard her interview um, earlier,
0: Jocina and Anderson Andrews, Aaron Andrews. No, not Aaron Andrews. Jocina. Oh. She's oh, an African American woman on the she's really good. Yeah. Very attractive, too, uh, by the way, not, but uh, that's beside the not point. familiar with her. Uh, but she came out, and basically there was um, – it was either off the record or, like, an unnamed giant source, but it was a veteran player who basically said, like, yeah, the locker room has quit on McAdoo. Like, this guy has us going at about 80% in practice on a Saturday night right before a game. So when Sunday comes, we're gassed and, like, we're just – we're mentally done. Like, McAdoo's wow. got to go. They got to – they need to get rid of that guy. I didn't like him from the beginning – I'm not trying to say that as, you know, a Cowboys fan and a Giants hater. Like, the guy just does not scream head coach to me at all. Where did they get him from, anyway? When Uh, when, when Coughlin... uh, Give me a bit, I will look that up. When Coughlin left... But the guy just...
1: He's almost like a substitute
0: teacher, like, trying to, like, be authoritative, and no one's taking him seriously. No, it's just a, just a, a study hall at this point. Yeah. Um... How long has Coughlin been gone now? Is it two seasons, three seasons now? Uh, two. This two is season. McAdoo's second season. Okay. Which you could say, you know, like last year, they were they were a good playoff team. The defense has really improved, but you can kind of say that's kind of the remnants of what Coughlin right. built. I know they got a lot in free agency as well, but, like, McAdoo is just, I don't know, he's just deteriorated, this program. I love how he's got, like, the, um, he's trying to go with the mafioso, like, Slick, gel-back hair oh, just because he's in jersey. <laughs> the guy is a joke. And that's the other thing, too.
1: I mean, I think Eli could still find uh, room on another team. He still has some time left. He doesn't have to finish out with the Giants. Yeah,
0: I mean, honestly, if Eli has been great for them, he's been a franchise quarterback, I think he still is, I, I think they should start Webb they're so yeah. bad at this point, see what you have for the future. I mean, you're 1 in 7 like.
1: All right, let's play let's play a quick a quick game here. Oh wait, real quick.
0: You asked where uh, McAdoo came from? Yeah. He was the offensive coordinator for the Giants in 14, 15, a quarterbacks coach for Green Bay in uh, 2012 to 13. He's basically been assistant in okay. the NFL since yeah. uh, 2003, 2004. All right, let's play let's play a quick game here. Yeah. So uh
1: I'm gonna rattle off a quarterback's name. Yep. That uh, Whoa, I like where this is. We've going. we've discussed in the past. Yep. Uh, recently, uh, that they don't necessarily have to stay on the team that they're on, and it would actually serve them better to leave the team that they're on right now. Okay, I like where so this is going. And the game I is: I say the quarterback, you tell me what team they should go to. Okay. All right. And uh, just since we were talking about the Giants, let's start with Eli Manning. Eli Manning
0: were to leave. Oh, and go I mean somewhere else. Where should he go? Perfect scenario. I think he needs a reunion with Tom Coughlin. And he needs to go to Jacksonville.
2: Ah, interesting. Imagine
0: with that defense and that running game if they got a franchise quarterback and they've got good wide receivers too. Mm-hmm. They just do not have a quarterback then get them the damn ball. Bortles is terrible. Imagine recently, they got Eli.
1: Recently he's not been as bad as as the numbers show. Re- in recent games, well, I'm talking like in the last Dog crap! Four when you're games. like the
0: 32nd best quarterback in the league, yeah. if you all of a sudden are the 25th, 26th, yeah, you look better. he's
1: actually, uh, I heard, I heard a stat earlier that in the last, uh, it was like in the last three or four games. I mean, he's completed 65% of his passes.
0: Not great, great. not... Yeah, he's dinking and dunking.
1: Well,
0: it's imagine though weird. they have a defense built to win. They have a superior running game. You plug Eli Manning in that situation. In the AFC, which has terrible quarterback play, minus, you know, Roethlisberger and Brady at the top. Right. You plug them in, and they could challenge in the AFC title game. They could challenge the Patriots. Didn't With that they, defense, that running game. And, and wasn't that Eli...
1: part of uh, the Roethlisberger quarterback class, too? Did he come in that same?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, Eli went, uh, Eli went first. That was uh, that was that 4 quarterback and Roethlisberger class. And went, like... like, 12, I believe. Yeah, that yeah. was Rivers.
1: Rivers was there. Roethlisberger.
0: Um, um, Smith. Alex Smith? Yeah, he may... No, Alex Smith was the same one as Rodgers. Oh, okay. But yeah, I mean, that was, that was a Still, great class.
1: Yeah. All right, so uh, next one, uh, yep. since you already mentioned Aaron Rodgers. If he
0: were to leave the yeah. pack... You know what? I, I listened to Colin Cowherd uh, today. I think it was a show from yesterday. And he, he brought this up at the beginning of the show. Like, you know, that franchise... That front office is a nothing to help Rogers. They, they you know, they don't get any free agent signings. And I've heard people say, like, oh yeah, you know, it's a small market town, who are you gonna get? Um, I believe a lot of people will want to go play with Aaron Rodgers, one of the best oh, quarterbacks sure. in the league. Like, don't give me, oh, it's a small market town. Like, you don't have to live there. Like, you just play there. Right. A lot of people don't live where they play, like it's okay. Well, huh. actually Rogers still has residence in California. Yeah. <laughs> but it I think it's he, he has the option to opt out after this year which mm-hmm. I think he absolutely should do he's making I believe about 19 million this year and go he's where got three more years on his deal after that making 20 to 21 million um as far as go where real quick as far as money if carr is making 24 25 million a year and Stafford is making 25 million a year what do you think aaron rodgers can get on the open market it's a fair point He could easily <laughs> top 30. And you know who has a hundred million dollars in cap space, and you know potentially could use a franchise quarterback. And I know they just traded a second round pick to get Jimmy Garoppolo, but if I'm San Fran and I could pay him thirty million, I go get Rodgers. Imagine having they have a lot of lot of cap room. They have a ton of draft picks. The defense that defenses look pretty damn good. There was I think a five game stretch where they held. They lost games, but they kept it within one touchdown. And wasn't
1: it San Francisco that Rodgers actually hoped would draft him, and they drafted Alex Smith instead? He, he's a Cali boy. He's a Cali boy. Going that's, home. That's where he wanted to be drafted, I mean, and they went with Alex Smith. I, he,
0: he's proven he could play in cold weather, but, I mean, you know – who doesn't love chucking the ball in beautiful San Fran weather, Santa Clara?
1: Yeah, San Fran. It's it's middle California. It does it could it, it does get a little. It's cold not freaking Green Bay. Okay, it's not the enough. frozen no, tundra. I'm just
0: saying. <laughs> oh it's God, not, if it pours
1: once in a while. It's not. Deal. It's
0: not San Diego. Let's yeah. put it that way. And can you imagine yeah. you rebuild that uh, Seattle San Fran rivalry? You got Wilson going up against Rogers twice a year. Ooh, that's a juicy matchup. That is. Or um Arizona. I know they got some aging weapons, but the Palmer era is over. I, and actually, yeah, I, like I mean, think about, I
1: mean, think about it. If if Rogers were to go to San Fran in the same division, you would have Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Jared Goff, who's yeah, been coming a long way this been season, phenomenal this year. Yeah. No, that would be uh, that would be very interesting.
0: Yeah, I got um, one for you, um, Kirk Cousins. Either Washington, it doesn't. At this point, after they paid him, I think it's a combined like forty million over two years of the franchise tag. See, the
1: thing is, I'm not good at knowing uh, how much cap room teams have. I have to do more research with that. So Cleveland's got a ton. San francisco has got a ton. As, okay,
0: but if you, I, you cr- need to move heaven and earth if you can get a franchise quarterback and you've been void of one. And I, I know a team that's very near and dear to your heart that should go out of their way to get Cousins. Or whatever cap space you need to, they just got rid of a ton, trading off Marcel Darius. It's not a bad idea. Cousins over Tyrod? Oh yeah, I would take Cousins over Tyrod. I in mean, a heartbeat. and the biggest knock on Cousins I hear from people all the time, they're like, oh, you know, he's not an elite quarterback. He's a B plus quarterback. He's not Rodgers, Brady, or Breeze. No, but you I know mean, who's only Rogers, Brady, and Breeze? Rodgers, Brady, and Breeze. Right. I mean, you know, Kirk, he will get you to the playoffs. Sure. Absolutely. Playoffs, playoffs. You want to talk about playoffs? I mean, for a team that hasn't seen the I playoffs mean, was, since '99, hasn't won it since '95 with Jim I mean, Kelly. I, was,
1: I mean, I was thinking Indianapolis.
0: I, to get I was thinking Indianapolis for Cousins. You know, Indy needs to fix their damn roster before I would want to go there as a free agent. Yeah, but if they need to fix, but they their did run? the lock, they might have ruined his career. No, I
1: understand that, but I mean, if you got to restart the roster anyway, see. Buffalo, I'm not really sure what Buffalo's intentions are. We just signed Calvin Benjamin. Yep. Buffalo's that, got a good roster, that,
0: though. Way better than Indy. We,
1: we do. We do. But is it a roster that if we were to bring on Kirk Cousins that he would be able to slide into? Or did they build this receiver core, and I hate the thought of it, around Tyrod?
0: I think going I mean, to adjust. Front
1: office, for some reason, likes Tyrod. Sean McDermott, for some reason, likes Tyrod. I think they like him because it's everyone's what on, they have right now. Everyone's their best on team option. Tyrod. I know, but what scares me is that all these moves that they're making, I mean, part of me is thinking, ah, damn it, are they building around Tyrod? Are they bringing in these si- guys?
0: You, they're not signing him long-term, if that's what you're thinking. There's no way. They would have done it already. Benjamin or Tyrod? No, Tyrod. Okay. No Benjamin, I think has another year after this one.
1: Right, but did they bring in Benjamin because he can adapt to a different, another style of quarterback? Because look at the quarterback that he had before, Cam Newton. Yep, a running quarterback, uh, a guy with a you know strong arm yeah, and, and he'll guy. sling it. But a mobile guy, look at Tyrod, mobile guy. He'll sling the ball. He's not very accurate, but neither was Cam.
0: You know, I, I have faith in uh, Cousins for a guy that threw damn near 5,000 I, I do, too. I do, too.
1: I'm just saying, it, it just kind of, you know, when they bring on someone like Benjamin. Now, uh, McDermott and, you're and about, Bean.
0: You're talking about with Tyrod. Basically, you, you bring in Benjamin. Benjamin can make Tyrod look better. Cousins can make Benjamin better. Cousins is a much better quarterback. All much right. more accurate. Like I said, I just, I, I really didn't,
1: when I first heard that, I wasn't sure what the motive there was. Why were we bringing Benjamin on? Were we bringing Benjamin on for short-term, for long-term? I, mean, I mean, we gave a ton
0: of credit what earlier are we, what in the are we show here? to Deshaun Watson for going into Seattle and almost pulling off the victory. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins went into Seattle and pulled off the victory. That's true. That's true in the cold in the rain uh, i'm not i'm not trying to take anything away from no, cousins you. i just all i'm saying is i don't i it's it's People hard People are talking about the year he's having too 68% completions 2100 yards 13 TDs versus four interceptions. You don't
1: have to, you don't have to prove it to me. I, with I mean, an I,
0: offensive line that's been deteriorated with injuries, with a wide yeah. receiving core that has been mediocre at best. Oh, like your best receiver. The
1: yeah, I mean, your, your two best receivers were Terrell Pryor and Jamison Crowder. I mean, yeah. Come on.
0: I've seen Bills fans online. Like, oh, man, Cousins, that would that'd be a terrible move. I'm like, what is your better option? No. It would, what do you think? Are going to go sign so Tom bad. Brady tomorrow? Yeah. Come on. No.
1: Um I mean, I, like I said, I just don't know with that Benjamin move. I don't know what the motive was. Is he long term? Is he short term? Was he brought on to help Tyrod? And if Tyrod goes, are we? I say stuck see, with Benjamin. They're, they're looking and to see we're not how really it goes. Sure where where it goes here? He's got another year after this. I mean, McDermott and Bean have ties to Carolina. They were both involved with Carolina. They know Benjamin very well. Yeah. So that made sense in that regard. Okay, fine. That looks pretty. But what are we doing for the future? I I mean, that was a big. I mean, trust
0: the process. So far, they have made all the right moves and, and cleared out cap. And they, they've got rid of they,
1: headaches and they paid peanuts for them. Yeah. That was the
0: thing. What what third was in that for, for Carolina? Round? What was in that for Carolina? That's not I don't understand. The, I yeah I mean because you're
1: not gonna get a guy like Benjamin in the third round. Yeah, for an offense that's struggling. It, I I mean your best receiver right now is is Devin Funches. Yeah. That's your best well actually no. Your best receiver is a running back. Yeah. And Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, he runs the best routes. He runs the best routes. He has the he's the leading receiver in targets, in receptions, in reception percentage. He's he's the lead guy. I don't know. What Carolina's I don't know what
0: Cam Newton's doing. Like the guy I just I mean, granted, uh in week twelve they'll get uh I just Greg saw that thing back, with really. Newton too, by the way, where he uh I never seen the movie, but he was basically He has this philosophy that perhaps Tom Brady is Benjamin Button, where he just ages in reverse. Oh, yeah, I saw that. (laughs) I'm like, dude, what? What?" I didn't see the movie, but I saw the report. Maybe the reason that Brady is so good is because he is ridiculous about his diet and what goes into his body. He's
1: just a diamond in the rough. I mean, he's not... But he works his ass off, too. Like we mentioned earlier, a
0: six-round pick. Yeah. He doesn't have the greatest physical attributes. That guy is studying film, like, for hours on end. Sure. He meticulous about his diet. Dude, you know, I've talked about before, and I've detailed to you some of my juice fasts that I do, where I go, you know, solid food free for 30 days. Which is still insane to me, but whatever. But you know what a pain in the ass it is? I believe it. You know how meticulous you have to be about your diet? That's why I could never do it, because I'm not that meticulous about my diet. All right, so since we're on the topic of Bills as it is, uh, let's talk about what I think potentially is one of the games of the week. We got the uh, New Orleans Saints, the well-balanced passing, rushing, and opportunistic defense of the New Orleans Saints coming to the Ralph, coming to Orchard Park to play your Bills. Huge game. Very huge. Uh, Huge. If, to say the least, this is,
1: I mean, uh, to state the obvious, I should say this is a must win for the Bills, especially. I agree, 100 uh, Coming
0: off of that just. Horrible law. Un, un... They never got off the plane. No. Against the Jets. No. That was terrible. I mean, I, 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 I did not understand that game. Which, by the way, I know it's going to hurt Bill's Mafia. Make, make, actually, Bill's Mafia don't watch these videos. But uh, go online and YouTube Jets Dance to Anything. If you people haven't seen this, it's the most amazing thing in the world.
1: I think I watched that for about uh, a good
0: half hour. When you were I just spent 40 me... minutes yeah. watching it on my phone at the gym during the SU game. Yeah. It was after I got done doing legs. I just walked in a tremble for 40 minutes, and I could not stop watching those videos. Basically, it's just the Jets defense. I think it was like the third or fourth quarter where they're just crushing the Bills, and the, they're so pumped up. They're trying to get the crowd into it. That the whole defense is just like every single player is just, just dancing like a maniac, yeah. like whatever interpretive dance like is going on to the music in their head. My and my... then someone laced. Music like the peanuts theme, older. yeah, that was my favorite one. Oh, I love that. yeah, that uh, was my favorite. Hava, Hava
1: Nagila was good, yeah, I love Hava
0: Nagila. Um, Sandstorm was pretty good, yep. Um, yeah, but if you guys haven't seen it, YouTube Jets dance to anything, it's amazing. It's a, it's a good uh, it was, 20 to 30 was... minute YouTube vortex, and who doesn't need that while they're just slaving away at work? Just exactly. a nice little break, exactly. But let's get back to the game in hand Bills, Saints. You mentioned it, though, I agree, must win game for the Bills. Yeah,
1: but you know what, even though it's a must win, it's by no means going to be a gimme.
0: Um, oh, God no, anybody and, who thinks it's a gimme is insane. And this, this is, is going to be, this is a field goal game. Yeah, um, but honestly, see, I don't know.
1: It's, it's going to be tough because...
0: Bills undefeated at home.
1: Very true. However the weather probably however, will be
0: cold and nasty. That plays into the Bills' advantage with that defense.
1: It it does. I mean they're used to playing inside of a dome, uh, down south
0: in the bayou. But um yeah, and Breeze typically isn't outstanding in cold weather, but also the Saints now have a great running game. Which is game. funny,
1: but with a you know with a name like
0: Breeze, you would think that he could play in the uh, Waka. And if there's any uh, place that knows uh, a good steady breeze off of Lake Erie, it would be the Ralph and Orchard Park. Oh yes, yes. Um, I lost my train of thought though. Oh, but we were talking about Benjamin earlier.
1: I mean, this is going to be his first start as a Bill, so a lot of focus yeah. is going to be there.
0: And, I'm interested to see where that goes to, especially to put uh, Lattimore be, on him.
1: Exactly, and this could Shut be very corner. boom or bust because, especially, you know, like you said, if they put Lattimore on him, they may try to force feed him too much because, you know, hey, he's a new addition. He's the, you know, he's the new shiny, you know, wide receiver that we have. He's our, he's our new shiny toy. We have to yeah. use him. We have to dirty him up a little bit. You know, we got to see, got to push him to his limits. And that could really play into the Saints' favor. Yeah, definitely. If they they play it right, that could really just be detrimental to the Bills. Yeah. And in a must-win game, that's why I I, I really thought that we, even though he didn't know the playbook, I really thought we should have just thrown him into that Thursday night game. Yeah, it was too early. No, but it's too early. But you know what? If he's a season-wide receiver... He's gonna know your slant routes. He's gonna know the curl routes. He's gonna know the posts. He's gonna know. Put him in like you know the the you know uh, wide receiver three. You know yeah. he's not. Don't put him in the the hot routes or anything like I'm that. I'm sure they
0: knew what they were doing with it though.
1: And and the thing is, but especially with Tyrod,
0: with a guy who doesn't have great timing as it is I, and uh, can't find his second but or think third a, read. But think about it. But think about it. If it was Brady you, or Rogers, yeah, I would have thrown him in.
1: If you had acquired him,
0: yeah, okay. And
1: thrown him in on Thursday night. You acquired him on Tuesday. You put him in on Thursday. First of all, you don't think that that's going to be a whole like, you know, whirlwind for for any defense, any opposing team. It's also a whirlwind for him as well. Like,
0: well I just got traded. My life is changing. I gotta, oh, you know, I gotta a find bitch. a place in Buffalo. Oh, if I have be... kids, I gotta change schools, perhaps. Personal life can't affect professional life. Don't be a bitch, he says. Don't
1: be a bitch. <laughs> Listen. All I'm saying is throw him in. If there's ever in, a guy who mans up, is in, this guy.
0: Throw him in as
1: a distraction. That's all I was Dare getting you. at. That was all I was getting at. Calling me a bitch. You know, if. I you, got a newborn. I'm tired. When? I wasn't calling you a bitch. I'm saying, Benjamin, don't be a bitch. Okay. Just get in there and play. <laughs> all right? I'm asking you for, for three hours of your time. Okay? Um, Just go in. Run a couple of routes. Be a distraction. Be yeah. a distraction. That's all you needed to be. Because now he's going to be a distraction, and it counts even more. They lost to an AFC divisional rival, so that definitely hurt.
0: Yeah, we definitely that, needed that win. That's a great point you're touching on too, because I mentioned it with the Bills before. They're trying to win a wild, you know, a wild card spot. Right. You cannot lose conference games. Right. That's what the tiebreakers come down to. Not only that, another but conference record games. is three and two. Yeah. But I mean, you know what's a better conference record? The Jags five and two, Tennessee four and three. Yep, the Raiders well four and four, not so much. But <laughs> <laughs> these are all teams you're gonna have to compete with for that playoff spot. Miami Dolphins three three. God, man, the Miami Dolphins are still only one game out of a playoff spot, and that's, they are god awful to me. And what's amazing too is they are on. Um, I think it's it's either Sunday night or Monday night football again this week. Uh, Monday night, another primetime game. Yeah, God help us. Yeah, two in a row. We'll put a pin in that, as as you like to say, and we'll come back to that in a bit. You know, uh, well,
1: I, I'd like to address it now. I mean, I'm done. I'm done with Bills. I've got no okay. more else to say unless
0: you do. I mean, it's.
1: I mean, it's a must win. It's the the Bills have
0: led the NFL in takeover differential. That's how they win this game. They need they need to get a turnover or two. They if, need to get a tip off a breeze, get a pick. No, they if, they're to gonna get, if they're going to
1: get a if they're going to get a turnover, it's going to be stripping Kamara. Because as much as I like Kamara, the guy's explosive; he's yeah. a great running back. His one weakness is that he will fumble the rock. Yeah, and
0: those Bills defenders this year have been ball hawks. So when you you're tackling, need, go for the strip as you well. You
1: need to punch that ball out of Kamara's yep. arms. because I agree. he will give it up. By Same the way, with Ingram. Same with Ingram. in
0: Buffalo. Forty-four degrees, rain in the afternoon. Mm. So that complaint is a one to one
1: o'clock game. It depends on what time in the afternoon it decides to start raining. But, yeah. Um. But yeah, can we talk about Miami real quick? So yeah, apparently, uh, Adam Gacy. Um, Adam, Gace. Gacy. <laughs> John e Gacy Adam Gacy. Gacy. John Wayne Gacy. Adam Gacy. He's not a serial killer. Adam. uh Adam Wayne Gacy. Um, <laughs> Adam Wayne Gacy. Let's
0: just give him a, that's his nickname from now on.
1: I like it. Uh, you know, he wants to make an example. Um out of his offense after the uh horrible shutout loss to who was that Baltimore?
0: Uh yeah, Thursday Night Football. Yes, football. football. God awful game ahead of us. So
1: apparently after the game he went into the locker room and uh found the baggie that his former offensive coordinator uh, left behind. <laughs> Took a couple of bumps and said, You know what, Ajayi it's not
0: baking soda, folks.
1: <laughs> said, You know what, Ajayi? I don't like you anymore. I, I, so, I, I do cocaine so, I'm gonna send you I'm as punishment. I'm gonna send you to, to the best team in the league.
0: Yeah, for a bag of peanuts.
1: For, for a bag of peanuts.
0: I would have at least ask for a Philly cheesesteak. Oh my god. Seriously, what was it, a fourth no, round pick? He must have made, and look, uh, he was phenomenal this fifth. week against Denver. Fifth round pick. Good job, he looked great. Oh,
1: he was phenomenal. Damn broke, it. What did he break? a? a I think it was like a 50, 60 yard something round. Something like that. I thought it was. I was gonna say 70.
0: I mean, God damn! They put up what a, a forty-something spot in Denver, and
1: he got his first touchdown of his career—or not his career. I'm sorry, of his season of his season. Um, but what no. So you're gonna so you're gonna take your frustration out on your best player, ship him off to the best team in the league, arguably Super Bowl bound, and and because Miami was one of the two teams that suffered having to take their bye week week one yep so having to play 16 games philly philly is going into their bye week this week so you gave him a week off he gets a break yeah. he gets a breather
0: yeah it worked out great for him. it worked
1: out great for a job like great punishment like i honestly like when i when i when i kind of you know deciphered all of that my the first my my brain i don't know it must be a, a, a you know a time period type thing you know the, the the times that we live in now but my brain sometimes will think in gifs
0: yeah
1: and and when i saw that my brain just immediately went to a three second gif of of uh, uh your cowboys coach there i'm escaping on his name oh which, jason uh, garrett jason the, garrett the just, just, clapping, just clapping like, like that's, yeah, all, that's all he's good for i mean that that's that's what my brain went to was just yep. an image of him clapping to to adam wayne gacy
0: you know what kills me, too, about the Ajayi trade? I, I get, like, if you're building for the future and you get picks or, like, you try to cut, um, you know, cut trim some of the fat off your salary cap. Dude, he's due $705,000 next year. <laughs> so you traded him to the Eagles for a bag of peanuts and they get him for a year and a half and he costs less than a million dollars a year. He's wow. due $325,000 this year. 705,000 next year at the age of 25, then becomes an unrestricted free agent. And you know they'll sign him. Eh, maybe. Why wouldn't they? I, they should. I yeah. mean, I you mean, know,
1: uh, Blunt's Blunt's is, he's a good third down back. I think that they, honestly, I think Philly needs to start trimming the fat off their receiver or off their running back core, and I think it should start with Smallwood. I think you can, you can get rid of Smallwood at this point.
0: Yeah. You don't need him. Um, I w- I'm interested to see, though, because uh, like you said, Philly has the bye this week. They lost uh, their left tackle, Jordan Peters, which we haven't seen affect them yet. Jason Peters. Sorry, yeah, Jason Peters. Jordan Peters, Jesus. Um, you know, eventually that's going to come back to bite them a little bit, especially in a couple weeks, Sunday Night Football. They play my Cowboys. One of the NFL leaders in sacks, NFL leader in quarterback pressures. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. The Dallas D-line might You know might what?
1: Eat. Maybe, maybe... Uh... This could have been a motive for them to get a Um, Because without that left tackle, obviously more pressure in the box. It's the same defensive ends charging that box, however.
0: Let's not forget, too, the Cowboys have one of the best rush defenses in the NFL. I'm not taking anything Great away from the Cowboys. Seven. I'm not taking anything away from it. All I'm, I'm saying is it's the give same my boys guys. No credit. That's fine. That's a phenomenal win All... against KC as well, where we shut them down. That's we fine. We dominated that game. All if right. it wasn't for that freak Tyreek Hill. Let's play prevent defense and just not tackle anybody but, at the let, end of the but, first half.
1: All right, but now, now hear me out on this, though. Yeah. Like I said, it's the same defensive ends, you know, charging that box. They, they do it very, very well. I'm not going to take anything away from Dallas. But maybe this was uh, kind of in the back pocket of Philly where, hey, let's get a Jai. Now we have a Jai. We have uh, LeGarrette Blunt, We've got Corey Clement. We've got, well, Wendell Smallwood, uh, to you know, kind of in there. Yeah. But you get that, you know, three headed monster. A lot of te- you know, a lot of people don't like the three headed monster. They, you know, want to Sometimes have a solid running back. But if you if you can rotate them the right way, you're gonna gas that defense, and you're gonna have fresh legs in the backfield.
0: That's a good philosophy, yes. But you know, who else is also good at gassing a defense? The Dallas Cowboys, dominant offensive line. What's becoming a dominant defensive line? They can own that time of possession, much like Philly does as well. They're, yeah. I believe they're both top five. Team but, in time of possession. Yes, but You're going to cut down the... But which here's, works here's in Dallas' favor. You here's cut down the, the number of possessions, that cuts down the score. But here's the difference in variable, though.
1: And I don't know about Dallas, but like you just mentioned, they lost Jason Peters for the season. Yeah. So they're going to have a weaker offensive line, so they need those fresh legs. Zeke can play three downs because they have a good offensive line. Well, He's Zeke not might always, not even play that
0: game, too. We'll, we'll talk about whatever, more of that whatever. next week when the game comes oh, up.
1: No, that's fine. Yeah. All I'm saying, but you, you see what I'm saying. I yeah. mean, if you, if you look at it, you've got two different variables there. And, and with the with Jason Peters not being there, you need more fresh legs in that backfield to
0: gas that defense. I get it, but it could work. It could not work. It's a, it's a coin flip. We're, we're going to see. It's going to be a great game. Yeah. Um, We're coming up toward the end. So real quick, uh, why don't you take the AFC? I'll take the NFC. Uh, you want to go first or second, but let's do power rankings. Top six. And I'm taking, I'm sorry, the AFC? You take the AFC, yes. I will take the NFC. Because I have strong feelings about the
1: NFC. All right, you start number right. one. Or do you want to go, do you want to go 5, 4,
0: 3, 2, 1? Uh, nah, that doesn't really matter. All right. You can go either All way right. you want. Uh, I'm number, sorry, number one, one, as much as it pains me, I gotta, I gotta put the Eagles. Eight and one, Wentz looks like an MVP candidate. That defense gets pressure. Uh, the running game looks good. Number two, um, mm. God, as much as they looked... You know what? I'm, I'm going to throw a curveball. I'm going to go to the New Orleans Saints. Drew Brees, not a, not franchise quarterback. They now have a running game. Opportunistic defense. I love Lattimore as a shutdown corner. Uh, three, I'll go to the Seattle Seahawks. And, you know, yeah, Washington beat them at home, but still, nobody wants to play in Seattle come playoff time. Like, if they get you know, a first or second seed, I worry about that team. They can be dangerous in the playoffs. Uh, number four, people may call me Homer. I don't care. My Cowboys. It, think it, about it. Depends it depends what happens with Zeke, though. I mean, if As Zeke, long as Zeke if, is if, back if by, he, I think, after the Oakland game or for the Oakland game, I think we'll be all right. Our next four games, we can survive. We're playing at Atlanta. Atlanta has not been good at all this year. They have... The ultimate in Super Bowl hangovers. Here's the pr- here's the problem. I'm just yes. gonna let me take thirty no, go seconds ahead. here go ahead. Uh, sure.
1: from the legal standpoint. Oh. all right. Um, the decision for Zeke is going to be handed down tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Or at least the hearing is going to take place tomorrow. This is the final straw. All right. Yeah. There's no more appeals. There's no more injunctions. This is it. This is the 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 checkered flag. Okay. Yeah. Um, however, chances are the decision is not going to be reached before Sunday. So there's like a 95 percent chance that Zeke plays on Sunday, but mm-hmm. if the decision does not go in his favor, now you're talking weeks 11 through
0: 16. Yeah, if he plays this week, and he comes would sit back for... and he comes back week 17. Yeah, against that's crucial weeks again. right there. Yes, but our schedule is rather favorable. So we at Atlanta, that's definitely a winnable game for the Cowboys. Atlanta, Matt Ryan has looked off, Julio Jones has looked off. Cowboys have won three in a row. They're hitting their stride. Defensive line looks good. Offensive line looks dominant again. You know, yeah, Zeke that'll be a big loss, but I think Dak Prescott can step up in his absence. We haven't seen Dak have to take over a game, and I think he has the potential to do it. I think so. So we got at Atlanta. We got Philly at home on a Sunday night. That's a toss-up game. Chargers on Thanksgiving. Um, you know, Chargers can play teams tough, but at the end of the day, the Chargers just seem to. Uh, the Redskins again after that, I think the Cowboys just have a better team, better roster than the Redskins. The dumpster fire that are the New York Giants. What potentially could be a dumpster fire at the Oakland Raiders, so at nine and nine and six. Yeah, nine and six, I believe. No, nine and nine and nine five. And five yeah. With Seattle and the Eagles coming up after that. Okay. So and your number five. Uh was that number five? That no, was four. That was four? Okay, sorry. Yeah. Uh, number five, uh LA Rams. Love the offense. Love golf right now. As much as everybody talks about Wentz, not enough people talk about golf. Dude's having a phenomenal year. And I
1: agree. I would I would agree with that list.
0: And number six, and I will put them higher. I actually love their roster. But I feel come playoff time when you have Case Keenum as your quarterback. And we'll see what happens with me, Teddy Bridgewater. He's been, yeah. He's been activated, but I love the Vikings. So uh, that's yeah. my one through six. Let's hear you for the AFC. Uh, number one, just kind of perusing the list here.
1: Um, I'm gonna have to go with Kansas City. I know they've been in a Whoa! drought. I know, wow. I know that they've been in a drought recently. Lost three or four, I believe they have. Um, I I think Andy Reid is uh, a, a good enough coach to be able to to, to set things straight. Okay, uh, Kareem Hunt has kind of. You know, tailored off
0: a little bit there, but I think he's going to bounce back huge, sir. I I strongly disagree with you there, mainly because of their quarterback, Alex Smith. I think he's I think he's fine. He's been fine, fine. but as the weather gets colder, as the weather turns, and we've seen, you know, playoff Alex Smith, he just cannot get the job done. I agree uh number two and a very close number two
1: um, and, and this is kind of I was debating this as, as you were talking about the NFC. I'm gonna put New England at number two. Uh, the reason yeah. one of the reasons I put Casey above them is because maybe it was a, a brief Super Bowl hangover and I don't think lightning would strike twice, but I mean Casey owned him week one. That, that was, was week one. That was their game. I know, I know, it was week one, but you're talking, you know, defending Super Bowl champions, yeah, maybe there was a bit of a hangover there, but, you know, they were in Gillette, you know, arguably one of the toughest places to play, and KC and came in with a rookie running back. No one really, you know, didn't really know what to expect of him in the pros, and he,
0: he let puts me, up digits. Let me play devil's advocate, all right? All right? Divisional round, games in New England, KC versus New England. Oh, it's, it's, it's
1: going to be New England all the way. It's going to be New England all the way. But I'm just right. saying
0: power rankings, um,
1: you know, just from what I've seen. And the thing is, the Patriots are a little bit more banged up than people may may realize. But there's I mean, ever a always, team that can overcome that. I, I know. It's, it's I the know. It's it's next. Look man at up. their
0: record post November. I get it. It's ridiculous. I get it. I get it. And look um, how Casey has been ever since the early part of the season. They're on their way down. Patriots on their way up. We'll see. I mean you have rankings. I just I gotta argue. Patriots
1: a are coming off a bye. We'll we'll see. Like I said, I I I, I just, what are they just coming off the bye. I wanna too, by I way. wanna put uh oh they're playing Denver. They're in Oof. Denver
0: this week. Yeah, that doesn't matter though. Denver's been atrocious. Um
1: yeah, what is with their defense? I
0: jeez. They've had to carry that team too
1: much and they broke their I back. I guess. Alright, um number three, I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh. Solid. Um don't really feel like I have to get a new explanation as to why. The killer bees. Um yeah, I think they figured they figured their stuff out. Yeah. Uh number four, I'm gonna go with Jacksonville. Uh solid defense. Oh uh, amazing probably, defense, sir. Amazing. Um Imagine they had a quarterback. I know. Right? My god. Well it kinda goes hand in hand with number five, which I'm gonna, you know, be a homer, as you say, and go with my bills at number five. I
0: I can't argue, man. Now, who do you think has the better defense, Jacksonville or Buffalo? Um, I think the Bills are better at creating turnovers, but the Jags are better at getting sacks. So it's. Oh,
1: man. I think the
0: Jags have. Fewer... I think the Jags' defense is more intimidating, but the Bills' defense. Well, that's because the Bills have been, been such consistent. a joke for the last 20 years. I mean, no
1: one takes the Bills. Until we get back in the playoff picture, no one's going to take the Bills seriously. I mean, yeah. I, Browns... I like the Bills' defense. I mean, the Browns have a great run defense right now, but everyone, I mean, people look at the Browns like, "Yeah." the
0: Browns. Yeah. You know? I like the Bills' defense better for the fact that I think because they're a cold weather team, they'll travel better. Possibly. So you got to go to Pittsburgh, you got to go to New England, yeah. you know, historically cold weather towns, Kansas City even. Yeah. Like, I, I worry about a team like Jacksonville where they play in a warm climate, them going on the road. Like, if they win their division, they'll have a home game in the wild card, but come right. divisional round, they're on the road. They're going to Pittsburgh, Casey, or New England.
1: And actually, um, don't look now, but they're actually in second in the division behind Tennessee, who's been a very silent killer.
0: Yeah, it's – God, if you could put Marcus Mariota on the Jags. Like, Might Tennessee has be the better, better quarterback. Jacksonville has the better defense. It's like both of these teams have their, you know, fatal flaws. Right. You know what?
1: I'll put Tennessee as my number six. I'll say Tennessee.
0: Number you six. I'll do, two. I'll do six. All right. Solid uh do you have anything else for the week sir um avoid the clap (laughs) the jason garrett clap or like std clap Uh, you know what? i'm gonna leave it up for interpretation all right i like that that and that's how we're gonna leave you folks um as always (laughs) thank you for listening this has been the under the hoodies podcast i am tony DeNicola. uh you can hit me up on twitter at tony qs 44 that has been Petey Stitz. You can hit him up as well at Petey Stitz, P-E-T-E-Y-S-T-I-T-Z. Uh, follow the show at Under the Hoodies. Uh, hit us up on Facebook, Under the Hoodies Podcast. And uh, oh, real quick, I'm gonna give everybody a what to watch for. I haven't watched it yet, but Pete and I both plan on devouring this thing, the 30 for 30 with the Nature Boy, woo, woo, woo,
2: woo, 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 woo!
0: Rick Flair. Everybody, check that out. 30 for 30s. I don't care if they're talking about horse racing. It's never a limousine riding, jet flying, wheeling, dealing, son of a gun. The 16 time world champion Ric Flair, you cannot go wrong. This has been getting rave reviews online. Go check it out. I'm excited for it. To be the man, woo! You You got to be the man. And with that, you guys have a good evening.
2: Excuse me Mr. Mm-hmm. Officer sure,